Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker. Well, I want to thank God. This is 2016. What is going to happen in the future? What is 2016 going to bring us? Well, we know towards the end of the year, it's probably an election. We got cultural issues, things that maybe not line up with the word of God. A lot of changes there. You got personal things in your own life. One thing is certain, change is certain. That's the one constant thing is always going to be change. And this morning, I want to share a message that I believe will help you in 2016 on. I want to help you build upon your relationship with Christ. When a person gives their life to Christ, they have to start building upon it. And there's some things I want to share with you that will help you do that. The last time I spoke was, I think, July. Pastor didn't want me to speak. so No, just kidding. Just kidding for the recording. He'll let me speak anytime I want to speak. But that last message was pursuing a spirit-led life, and that is important. Some people in other denominations, they would say, obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Some people say just being led by the Holy Spirit. That is so important. In 2016, because we don't know what's going to happen, it's so important. So that message is a good message that I think that if you want to hear it, July, I was in July the 26th. And in that message, I defined what it means to be led by the Spirit. Then we looked at Jesus' life, who's a pattern. And then I gave some examples and end up for application. And one of the applications that I had in that lesson was we must be people of prayer. Put my glasses on. Must be people of prayer. We must be people of the Word. And I ask you, I encourage you to ask God to give you a hunger for God's word. The Bible said, as newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word of God. So you got it in you. God speaks to everybody. I don't care who you are, sinner or saint. You cannot get saved unless God speaks to you. Because God draws you. And he speaks to you. Now we can, we can improve on how we hear. We can do that. So that's what that lesson is about. This lesson today is how to, is pursuing a word-led life. They go hand in hand. It's sort of like part two, pursuing a word-led life. And what I want to do, I'm going to cover two points. First point, I want to define what I mean. And the second point is application. So when I say pursuing a word-led life, this is what I mean. It is a lifestyle where you're thinking is reflecting the scripture. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You want your thinking to reflect the scripture always. You may not understand or see how to apply it, but your heart desire must be that. It is a lifestyle that is, a, that is applying the scripture to every every of one's life. You want to apply the scripture in everything you do. And that way, it will help you in many ways, and I'll explain that more. It's a lifestyle where the scripture is seen as having a wider view, not a narrow view. A wider view is 
is where the scriptures goes beyond the four walls of the church. And our culture, they are trying to squeeze you into that mold, make it seem like uh, Christianity and the principles of scriptures only should be here, personal. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, go make disciples of the world. So the word of God has to go beyond. And I give you an example. When we, Stella and I, was trying to make a decision, or but to make a decision how we would educate our daughter, there were scriptures that led us. Let me give you one. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 through 12. Now, this verse is just one of many verses, but let me read that to you. It said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That's everything. That's everything. Then it goes on to say, These words which I have commanding, that I'm commanding you today, shall be on your heart. Moses is talking to the children of Israel. Shall be on your heart. These words, you shall teach them diligent to your sons and shall talk of them when you set up in your house or set in your house or when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. That's enough right there to show you. The word of God should be in you around. You should talk about it. You should love the word of God. Because it's the thing that's going to take you through. It is the thing that is the counterpart to being led by the Spirit. You cannot be led by the Spirit of God without the Word of God. Because the Spirit of God is not going to say anything contrary to the Word of God and vice versa. Then it was another verse, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen. It said, You shall therefore impress these words of mine on your heart and on your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hands, and there shall be as a frontal on your forehead. That's where the children of Israel got this little box they wrapped around their head and band around their arm. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that Moses told them to do. It was, a, it was a, a symbol, a sign. And that's what they did. So that was one of the scriptures that spoke to us about how we're going to educate our kids. So the scripture led us not just in here in the church, but outside the church. Scripture speaks uh, about that. Now, the best way to understand uh, what it means to be to pursue a word-led life, we want to look at Jesus and his lifestyle. Excuse me for a minute. We're going to look at four things right quick. When you look at Jesus, one of the things that one of the points was as Jesus, as a child, he loved and talked about the scripture. It's a child. We, look, we see that in Luke chapter 2, verse 4, verse 40 through 50. Let me uh, lower this down a little bit. It says, The child continued to grow and become strong, increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. You're not going to increase in wisdom unless you increase in wisdom through the word of God. Now, that's a worldly wisdom. I'm not talking about that. But where God's grace is upon you, the wisdom is increasing through the wisdom that comes through the scripture, knowing the word of God, following God. Then uh, they, they show right after verse 41, and this is not by accident, Jesus and his parents went up to the temple. Save some time to read all this. Went up to the temple, and it was their customs. And it, they had had their ceremony and feast, and then they were on their way back. And Mary and Joseph didn't know that Jesus wasn't with them. 
And so they start hunting for him. I think it was at least three days or more. Now, you parents, particularly you moms, y'all know how Mary would probably feel. Because some of you, if your child was gone for an hour, you want to know where that child at. Two hours, you really want to know. A day, you call in the FBI, CIA, three days, Navy SEALs. You want your child. So you can understand how she feels. So, but what, what happened? Just think, if you had a child and the child got lost like that and you finally found your child, and your child was right here in front here, Pastor Willie and Elder John's right here, and, and he was talking to, the ch- to, to them, stomping them. That'd be an amazing thing, wouldn't it? Child, age of 12, well, that's exactly what happened here. And watch this in verse 47. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answer. When they saw him, they were astonished. And, of course, his mother asked him, why did you do that? What was he amazed about? He was there in the temple sharing, teaching, asking questions back and forth at the age of 12. How many of you would like your children at the age of 12 to be able to do that? To be able to come into church and stomp Pastor Willie on theology. How many of you are like that? Well, we all want our children to learn the word of God and to follow God. Well, here, Jesus not only loved the word, but he talked about the word. So, if you're going to pursue a word-led life, you're going to talk about the word. You're going to have the word in you. You see that with him here. Here's another point. When he was tempted, this is the second point. In Matthew 4, verse 7, Jesus said to him, talking about Satan, On the other hand, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then in verse 10, Then Jesus said to him, Go, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Here he has the word of God that he used during the time of testing, during the time of spiritual warfare. The word of God was foremost on his mind. He elevated the word of God above his circumstance. For the year 2016, you must do the same. Like the children of Israel went out to the wilderness. You do, you do not deny the reality, but you have to elevate the word of God so that the word of God can come True in your life, especially changing your mind. There's so many things that's coming down in the pike, you just, we don't know. But here, as Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted and the enemy was attacking him, he used the word of God. Point three in Jesus' life. I'm kind of too loud. When praying, he referred to the word of God. We see this in Gospel of John. Verse chapter 17, verse 8, he said, For the words which you gave me, I have given to them, and they receive them, and truly understand that I come forth from you, and they believe that you sent me. And then verse 12, he said, While I was with them, I was keeping them in your name, which you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them perished, but the son of perdition, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. So once again, he's talking scripture. When he praying, he praying the scripture. As he heard what the father said, he spoke it. And that became the word of God for us. And in verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not other world, even as I am not other world. He, he gave them the word. So you can see here, in his praying, he used the word of God. Now, Jesus' own words paint the best picture, this is point number four, of what it means to, to pursue a word-led life. In Matthew 4, verse 4, it says, But he answered, 
talking about Satan, and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeded out the mouth of God. I mean, you can't get no plainer than that. So if you're going to pursue, and you, in 2016, you have to pursue obeying God's word. You have to pursue the Spirit of God. Now, I'm going to help you with that in a little bit. Now, why? What will be the results? This, by doing this, this will help us. Number one, I'm going to share with this right quick. Conform to Christ and not the world, Romans 12, 1, 2. We don't want to conform to the world in 2016. We don't ever want to. Bear fruit. It will help us bear fruit by pursuing a word-led life. Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. We'll be strengthened and built up. Acts 20, verse 32. We'll be comforted. Romans 15, 4. Be cleansed. Ephesians 5, 25 through 26 and John 15, 3. Let's read Ephesians 5, verse 25 and 26. It says, Husband, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify, having cleansed her and washing of the word, washing of water with the word. So my question to the men who are married, when the last time you washed your wife with the word of God? Do you know how? I asked my wife, I said, do I wash you the word of God? She said, you beat me up, honey. Then I had to come with John chapter 15, verse 3. It says, now look at Jesus. Jesus, you are already clean because of the words which I have spoken to you. At that point, if you had watched the disciples, you wouldn't have thought they were clean. But Jesus said he got faith in the word of God. He won't just depend on them. He was depending on what the word could do through them. So <clears throat> when we get through with this message and application, I will be asking men in the near future, are you watching your, word, your wife with the word of God? And vice versa. So that's important. So we can see here, if you're going uh, to pursue a word-led life, it's to have the word of God in your thinking. It's, it's the thing that you, you are guided by. It's the thing you seek God for. And so let me give you another example here. This is starting point number two in my application. Uh, one of the decisions you need to make in 2016 that you're going to make a decision to prioritize God's word in your life. Now, whatever that means to you, I don't know where you're at with God's word. Now, I'm going to give you some examples as we go to help you. But wherever you're at with God's word, you need to prioritize it. It has to be foremost in your life. You have to do it or else you will not walk in line with God's word. Let me give you a personal example. I had told you last time I was together that uh, God took cursing away from me. I didn't ask him to do it. He snuck up on me and took every curse word I ever had, had said. I never forget. I was sitting in, in the in the barracks, and it was if somebody took their hand inside of me and pulled every curse word that I've ever said. And I thought I was a pretty good guy. Now, you know, curse weren't that bad to me at that time. But when God did it, I realized it was wrong. So I had to fill in with good words. That's how bad I was. So I go home, and with some of my guys who was in the car, friends and stuff, and they were cursing in the car. And I said something to them. I can't remember exactly what I said, but what I do remember, they jumped on my case. Oh, they got so mad at me. 
So when I got home, I was in my mom's dining room, and I was asking God, what did I do wrong? Help me, Lord. What did I do? I did not see what I did. Their mouth should be clean, you know. And please, don't let it be named any Christian in Cornerstone that curses because it's an abomination against God. I'm just letting you know. Well, I opened the Bible. And I won't read in the Bible. I didn't understand the scripture and stuff. But I opened and I fell on to Proverbs chapter 4. Verse 20 through 22 is what stood out to me. And over the years, I've added 23 and 24. Look what it says. It says, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their body. Then verse 23, watch your heart with all diligence. Watch over your heart with all diligence. For from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put a divisive speech far from you. Well, when I read that verse, my son, attend to my words. That, all that just hit me. And I knew what God was saying. Put his word first. Tend to it. Make sure that's the first thing. Regardless of anything else you do. That's that beginning my desire to grow and knowing what that means and what to do. So I knew if I didn't do that, that I wasn't, I wasn't obeying God. But that leaped out at me, and that touched my heart. And from that day forward, that was in 1973, I've never lost my desire for the Word of God. It has increased over the years because I did some things to increase. So that's number one on application. Make a decision to prioritize God's Word in your life. Like I said, I don't know where you are in your life with God's Word, but I'm going to make some suggestions. And these suggestions, if you do these suggestions, this is point number two. This is where I'm spending the remainder of my time. If you do this, you'll never have to worry about getting fed the word of God. You'll never have to depend on you two, the pastor, or anybody. Now, they have their place. You need a pastor. You need someone to teach you. But you need to learn how to draw from heaven yourself. Pour from heaven. Without anybody else, you need to take that book and draw on it. Well, there are certain things you've got to do. This lays a foundation over your life. When you accepted Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit come in, you, you begin to build what I'm going to do. Well, here's, here's some five things I'm going to suggest that you do. First thing, daily Bible reading. Daily Bible reading. I don't know what you read or where you're at now, but whatever it is, prioritize it, daily Bible reading. This is what I do. Right now, I'm weaker in the Old Testament than I am the New. So I read three to five chapters in the Old and one to three in the New. And when I read one to three, at least three chapters in the New, I read those three chapters every day for 30 days, just getting it in. By the time I get through, and right now I'm doing Titus, I know the book of Titus backwards and forwards, so to speak. But the others in the Old Testament, I want to cover a lot of that so I'm reading anywhere between three to five. And what my purpose is, your reading is not so much commu- communicating, uh, accumulating knowledge you are. But what you want to do is read to get the whole total book. What is it saying to you? And then don't get bogged down 
and on, on certain words or certain things you want to know, what you need to do is get a notebook. And let's say your reading is day two. You're reading Genesis chapter 2, Psalm chapter 2, Proverbs chapter 2, and another book in the Old Testament. Then you're reading your New Testament. However you want to do it. If, if you want a, a reading plan, just see me afterwards and give you plenty of reading plans. <clears throat> and let's say you, something stand out to you. Take your notebook, date it, and write that down. It stood out to me and sort of say a little bit why. But don't get bogged down. Keep reading. Keep going through. If a word you don't understand, write that down. You're going to come back to it later. So don't get bogged down. Your whole objective is to get a feel, get a view of the whole Bible, what is it saying. Okay? That's number one. Number two, this is daily reading. And just in case you fall, you mess up, don't worry about it. I got a program that keeps me going. Say one day I slip, I just put, press a button, catch up, and it. It comes up as if I ain't slipped. So don't worry about it. God is not mad at you. It is your heart intent and what you're doing. 2016, whatever you're doing with reading, improve on it. You're going to need it. You'll need the word of God in you. You need the word of God in your heart so you can make right decisions. Number two, devotional time. <clears throat> devotional. Your purpose for that is to... Is to uh, Keep your relationship current with the Lord. You're not so much accumulating knowledge as you are wanting to experience God through your reading. So some people use devotional books. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people uh, take a, a book and just go through a chapter a day. And they go to it until God speaks to them and stuff. And the object of it is if God speaks to you about a sin or anything like that, if you don't know how to apply, see me afterwards. I'll help you with that. And... Uh, And then whatever you get out of it, you work with it all day, all day. If God speaks to you about something, work with it all day. So now I'm getting my relationship current and stuff. I'm not so much accumulating knowledge as I am trying to work on my relationship with the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you every day, give you manna from heaven. So that's number two. Also, too, when I told you, when you're doing your reading and you write down maybe a word that you want to study later on, you can use that for your devotional. Not only you can use a devotional book and use the Bible, but you can use that for your devotion. So you're doing Bible reading and you're doing your devotion. Number three, have a topical study going on all the time. When I mean all the time, I'm not talking about every day. But you may want to do a topical study you know, once a month or something like that, once every week. But this study is a study on your weakness, not just any topical study. Because God needs to deal with you. You've got weak areas that are weak that you need to deal with. And so <clears throat> you want to study on that. And you know your weakness, and God can bring up other things to you. If you don't know your weakness, ask your wife. If you don't have a wife, ask your brother, sister, or somebody. They'll tell you your weakness. And you do a study on it. So now we got you reading the scripture, just general reading. You got your devotional time. You working with God in your relationship. God, I want my relationship to be clean. So at the end of the day, whatever God told me that morning, I'm working with it. God, did I do it? Forgive me if I didn't do it, Father. Help me to do it. Help me to walk by what you told me this morning. Fresh manna for heaven. So I'm walking in it. 
and that it would include you know, memorizing scripture and so forth and so on. So now you got your reading, you got your daily devotion, you got your top goal, they don't put it up there. That's pretty good. Then you got your ongoing study and interpretation word. And what that is, is you may not have time to do your study in your devotional time or your daily reading. You can do that whatever time you desire, whatever you, whenever it fits you, where you want to go back and do, dig a little deeper in those words and those study, or whatever you got from your uh, personal study as far as your weakness or any other thing. You've got to have that going on too as well. And the last point is, come to Wednesday night Bible study. I'm teaching on how to study the Word of God. We'll go a little bit further. We're using what they call the IBS, IBS system. It's the blanket of all Bible study methods. And uh, this will be a good time to come when we start. Matter of fact, we're starting back, I think, third Wednesday of this month. So these are things I gave the Bible study group that I gave them to do. And this is what God... Spoke to, my, spoke to me about that my people do not get in the word enough. They put other things before. They let Satan s- snatch their time away. My people need wisdom, and they're not going to get it just, you know, out of thin air. It takes time to get the word of God in you and let the word of God speak to you to change you. I started doing this in 1973. have never stopped. It have occurred me overseas and a bunch of other stuff. This is basic to build on your life. And if you're not doing that, then that's a problem. And you're going to come up, you're going to have circumstances, you're going to have circumstances anyway, because Satan ain't going to let you get away with it. Like he didn't let Jesus get away with it. But Jesus knew the word of God, and he obeyed God. He was led by the Spirit and by the word of God. They were both one. So 2016, if you take these principles, you'll never have to come to church and say, you know, I ain't getting nothing out of it. So what? You get out your own. You get, you get out the word yourself. And then you can be used of God to serve. That's the key. Serve. We need to walk out the word of God more than just accumulate knowledge. And we should accumulate knowledge. You should always be knowing more than what you're doing so you can reach out further. So do these things. Now, I'm telling you now, I'm going to hold you accountable. I see every one of you here. And those who are visitors, you've got to come back. Man, I'm going to ask you, are you watering your, your wife with the word? And you, ask, you would say to me, well, how do I do it? Well, you get the word in you, you'll learn how to do it. God will teach you. And the wife can water you too. You know, my wife watered me too. So these are five things. And if you can come to the Wednesday night Bible study, come. If you can't, I know some people working and stuff like that. But come, because this is what we're getting in. 2016 is the year of the word of God. To get it in us. Now, I didn't say anything but meditation, memorization. That's part of it. That's a whole other message that I'm working on now that five months from now, I'll be done implemented in a way that I've never implemented before. So I just want to bless y'all. So this morning, let's close in prayer. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is true, that you said that Your word, you put your word in such a high place, Lord, that even Jesus, your son, he honored your word. And so, Father, we want to be just like him. We want to live not just by bread, but by every word that proceeded out the mouth of the the Father. Now, Father, I don't know where 
others are at in their life when it comes to prioritizing the word. Father, you know, help your people, Father, so that 2016 will be a year that the word of God came alive in our lives and that we were obedient to us, Father, that we did what you say, that when we lay our head down in bed, we can say, Father, I honor you today because of your word, because of what you have given me. I honor you today. So, Father, I thank you that you want to do that more than what we desire. And if we desire, it's because you put it in us. And so, Father, bless your people as we apply these principles to our lives. I ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.
Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.